0: welcome to this week's presentation with scott tool we are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from god's word now speaking from rosedale baptist church in baltimore maryland here's pastor tool praise the lord for how god changes lives and all of us have a redemption story every one of us does every one of us does and let the redeemed of the lord say so But let's be vocal about how Jesus saved us and and gave his life for us. And and we're looking at that. We're now in Ruth chapter number 4. Turn there, if you will. Ruth chapter number 4. Someone might ask, Pastor, when are you going to start Christmas messages? We already have. We already have in October when we started the book of Ruth looking at this redemption story. Uh, And it's going to amaze you how it does lead us right into Uh, Next week, the nativity, the birth of Christ, and then uh, on Christmas Eve service. And so make sure you don't miss the service as we uh, head that direction. Uh, But for now, we're in Ruth chapter number four. And of course, chapter one was all about decisions. Uh, Elimelech made the wrong decision, didn't live past verse three. His boys died in verse five, made the wrong decision, bad decision. Naomi delayed a decision, and for 10 years she waited to go back to Bethlehem. Uh, but Ruth made a faith-filled uh, her decision was by faith, whether thou goest I will go, where thou lodgest I will lodge, thy people my people, thy god shall be my god. When they got back, uh, when they got back, Bethlehem was shook uh, and shocked. Uh, is this Naomi? Uh, you went out pleasant, you came back bitter. She said that. You went out full, you came back empty. She said that uh, the effect of bad decisions Causing our broken lives typically can be seen by all. Well, chapter 2. Uh, Ruth, she wasn't looking for a redeemer. She was looking for food in chapter 2. Uh, and it just so happened, uh, as she was going out to glean, she uh, 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 chose the field of Boaz. Boaz. And we saw how uh, those handfuls, not of barley, those handfuls, not on purpose, though, though all of that is true, it was handfuls of purpose. Uh, Every blessing, every pile of grain, every truckload uh, of grace, there was a purpose. And uh, we saw a couple of those reasons. One, to induce our love uh, for him, uh, to incite our ministry for others. That's what she was doing, blessing Naomi, uh, to increase our testimony to the world, to involve our lives with the Lord's life uh, as she interfaces the lineage of Christ uh, and to instill his peace. His peace in our hearts. Uh, and that's what we saw in chapter 3. Remember when uh, she went and she laid down at his feet while he was sleeping at that pile of grain? And then uh, when he woke up shocked, shocked, and uh, she said, uh, uh, spread your skirt over me. And uh, we talked about why is the dude wearing a skirt? Anyway, <laughs> and we also talked about what's that mean? And it, uh, it, it's Ruth basically saying, uh, I want to be under your authority, your provision, uh, your position. Uh, That skirt on the hem of the garment, uh, they had strings tied in such a way, uh, the color of them in such a way, uh, it would denote position, uh, denote uh, prosperity. uh, It would denote uh, who they were, the prominence, the standing that they had in life. By the way, that's why the Pharisees enlarged the border of their garments because they were all about, only about that, To be seen of men, making sure they were recognized and uh, and uh, to have their reward of man, and of course we showed the picture of Pee Wee Reese, that much loved baseball player who uh, went to the side of Jackie Robinson during a a uh, typically unreasonably uh, bad day of those racist taunts, and Pee Wee Reese put his arm around Jackie Robinson, middle of a game, middle of a game, prolonged uh, there. Uh, to basically say, if you're booing him, you're booing me because he's my teammate. Hey, we're, we're together. Hey, we're family. And uh, if you're for me, you need to be for him. Spread your skirt over me. It's like that uh, mother bird with uh, that, uh, that chiclet uh, under her wings. And, uh, of course, Boaz already recognized that's where Ruth was. Uh, under whose wings thou art come to trust. She's saying, spread your skirt over I want to be wrapped in your robe. I want to be covered by your grace. I want to be included in your family. Uh, And we talked about how David, when he cut that skirt of the robe, same wording, the skirt of the robe of Saul, his heart smote him. Uh, He wasn't just saying, I was close enough to kill you. Uh, He was saying... Boy, you, you don't deserve this position. You don't deserve that, that, uh, pre, uh, that preeminence. Uh, you don't deserve that, that, that standing that you have. It's like a sergeant or a corporal having his stripes torn from him. And, of course, that woman with the issue of blood who pushed through the crowd to touch the hem, to touch the hem of his garment, uh, it's more than just Ruth saying, hey, I want to be warmed by, by that robe." It's more than that. And it didn't happen that night. didn't happen physically. didn't happen immediately. Boaz knew exactly what she was saying. I want to be wrapped in your robe. I want to be covered by your grace. I want to be included in your family. That's why uh, the soldiers gambled for his garment uh, at the foot of the cross, because it's so much more than that. Uh, And God backed us up when we were teaching this. Uh, In Ezekiel, when I passed by thee and looked uh, upon thee, behold, thy name at that time was the time of love, and I spread my skirt over thee. Same phrasing. uh, I spread my skirt over thee and covered thy nakedness. Pastor, I'm not naked. Uh, Hebrews would say we stand uh, naked before God, and we're trying to cover ourselves in our righteousness, and all our our righteousness is as filthy rags so uh, I'm going to spread my skirt over thee, cover thy nakedness, I swear unto thee, and entered into a covenant with thee, saith the Lord God, uh, and thou becamest mine. We we looked at that New Testament example of the prodigal son finally coming back. Uh, Much like Ruth came to the Lord, uh, the prodigal son coming back and the father falling on him to protect him, to protect him from those that would stone him, that rebellious son. Uh, But then he said, hey, bring the best robe the best robe would have been his robe. And so now this rebel, this one that was all self-serving and selfish, now covered with a robe, when people saw him, they would see the father's robe. Uh, They would see the father's covering, basically saying, I want to be affiliated with you. I want you in my family. I want to cover you by my uh, grace, his authority, his position, uh isaiah 6 when uh the year that king uzziah died i saw the lord high and lifted up and his hem of his garment uh, and his skirt of his robe uh, and his train filled the temple his authority filled the temple Uh, his his uh position filled the temple oh yeah by the way we're the temple of the holy ghost does his robe have room for us it sure does Does his reach, well, will it reach all the way to me? It absolutely will. Uh, And here in chapter 4, we're talking a lot about the redemption process, that that redemption, that purchasing uh, process, redeem or redemption. Look at verse number 3. Note a couple phrases, if you will. Verse 3, it says, Naomi selleth a parcel of land. Selleth, selleth. Verse 4, And I thought to advertise these, saying, buy, selleth, buy it before the inhabitants, before the elders of my people, if thou wilt redeem it, redeem it. There's 15 transactional terms here in our text. If thou wilt redeem it, redeem it. But if thou wilt not redeem it, then tell me that I may know, for there's none to redeem it. Besides thee, and I am over thee. And he said, I will redeem it. Then said Boaz, what day thou buyest? And so we've seen the word selleth and buy. Redeem, redeem, buyest. Uh, the day that thou buyest uh, the, field, uh, uh, the field of the hand of Naomi, thou must buy it also of Ruth and Moabite. It goes down, verse 6, and the kinsman said, I cannot redeem it for myself, lest I mar my own inheritance. Redeem thou my right to thyself for uh, I cannot redeem it. Now this was the manner in former time in Israel concerning redeeming, redemption. Fifteen marketplace meanings here. Fifteen transactional terms here. Uh, does anybody remember how we talked about three different original words that are used for redemption? Agalasso, uh, agalasso uh, means to purchase from. That's what he did for us. He purchased us from. But then ex agalasso, to purchase from, never to be sold again. Never to be sold again. And I sure am glad that we're not just a little trinket to the Lord that he tosses aside. We're purchased from, never to be sold again. Uh, And then the word Latruo, purchased from, never to be sold again, uh, in order to set free. For ye are not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, but we are redeemed with the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so let's start walking into our, our new territory, the text today. But note first, write it down, the reporting about redemption. The reporting about redemption. Look back at the last chapter, chapter 3. Verse number 12. After Boaz's grace has drawn her, and Ruth proposed that, that relationship to Boaz, and Boaz knew exactly what she meant, verse 12. And now it is true that I am thy near kinsman, How be it there is a kinsman nearer than I. Next two verses, he basically says, well, he has the first right. Uh, If he will redeem, then he will redeem. But if not, then uh, I will redeem. And so uh, he starts out saying, I need to do it the right way, the legal way, the the honorable way. Uh, And then verse number one, then went Boaz up to the gate. Circle that in your mind, the gate, the gate. It's where transactions took place, especially legal transactions. That the gates would have deep recesses and seats as you walk through the gate, and the prominent men, the judges of that town, would stay there, and they would be the witnesses and the judges of those legal transactions. Verse 1 again. Then went Boaz up to the gate and sat him down there, and behold, the kinsman of whom Boaz spake came by Boaz and engaged him. Uh, And he took, verse 2, and he took ten men of the elders of the city uh, and said, sit ye down here, uh, and they sat down. Well, he wanted to make it official. He wanted to make it legal. It wasn't an off-to-the-side thing. It was a, hey, let's do this the right way kind of a thing. Uh, By the way, I think that's why Jesus Christ died on that hill in front of everyone because he's paying the price out in the open for all of our sins, that redemption taking place there. Uh, I think it's interesting to note, not only the gate, but uh, it was ten men that were witnesses, ten men. But talking about law, talking about legal, uh, how many commandments are there? There's ten. There's ten. So here they are wanting to do it the right way, uh, wanting to do it the legal way, uh, wanting to do it the proper, the permanent uh, way. Uh, At the gate, ten men witnessing, verse 3, and he said unto the kinsmen, Naomi, that is come again out of the country of Moab, selleth a parcel of land. I like how he kind of draws him in with the land, uh, which was our brother Elimelech's. And and I thought to to advertise thee, to tell you, to report to you, saying, buy it before the inhabitants and before the elders of my people. Uh, If thou wilt redeem it, redeem it. But uh, if thou wilt not redeem it, then tell me that I may know, for there's none to redeem it besides thee, and I am after thee. And he said, hey, I'll redeem it. He was all about the land. He couldn't wait to get the land. Kind of an opportunist kind of a guy. Uh, But there's two parts to it. It's not just the land. uh, It's also the lady. The land. Parcel of land. Verse 3. But then the lady. Verse 5. Then said Boaz, what day thou buyest the field of the hand of Naomi, thou must buy it also of Ruth. And you can see him backing away. (laughs) You can see him saying, well, I'm not, you know, hey, I didn't know it was all that. But uh, the Ruth of Moabite is the wife of of the dead, to raise up the name of the dead upon his inheritance. Put down two things underneath that quickly. Uh, there was an opportunity with the land, and he said, Yes, yes, hey, here's the payment. Uh, and then there was an obligation with the lady. He, he basically said, Can I have my money back? And uh, I'm, not, I'm not really interested in it anymore. I, I didn't realize it was all that. And uh, so here Boaz is reporting, advertising, uh, wanting it done at the gate, 10 men uh, watching. Uh, and he talked about redeeming it in front of all, redeeming it in front of the elder. But now, number two, the, reluct- the, re- the reluctance to redeem. Uh, we saw the reporting about redemption, laying it out. There's land, there's a lady. But then the reluctance to redeem. Well, when it was an opportunity of the land, he said, I will redeem it. No hesitation. But then he saw the obligation to the lady, and he said, no, I don't think so. Look at his six again. Uh, And the kinsman said, I cannot, I cannot redeem it. Uh, I cannot redeem it for myself. And look at the reason, lest I mar my own inheritance. Redeem thou my right to thyself, for I cannot, I cannot. When it was just about the land, he said, oh yeah, that's what I'm all about. Amassing and collecting, and the bigger the better, I'm... Uh, all about the riches, but when it came to the obligation to the lady, he said, I can't because I might mar my inheritance lest I mar my inheritance. And the reason is shocking to me. Now don't forget, Ruth said to Boaz, spread your skirt over me. I want to be affiliated with you. I want to be associated with you. And now this nearer kinsman said, hey, I don't want to be associated with her. I don't want to be affiliated with her. She'll drag my name down, what I'm known by. She's a Moabite. She'll make me look bad. I don't want to be seen with her, affiliated with her. She gives my name a bad name. She'll drag me down. And you're going to see soon that Boaz will say, that's just the kind of person I want to be associated with. And by the end of the book, you're going to hear God say, that's just Ruth. She's exactly uh, the kind of person that I want to put in my family where that nearer kinsman uh, said, she's not worth the price. She's not worth the price. The cost is too much. The value is not there. She's not worth the price. But I'm glad that God says, I'll pay whatever the price. The love I have for you, the love I have for you, I'll pay whatever. The entire price. And so underneath that put two things. And I really do want to focus in on lest I mar mine inheritance. Lest I mar mine inheritance. But two things, write it down. There was a promise. Uh, there was a promise in this aversion that, that nearer Kinsman said, I cannot redeem it. I will not redeem it. And Boaz said, I will. <laughs> I will. That's what this is all about. Uh, and so the promise, but put down two. There was a permanence. Uh, the promise of it at the gate, ten men, witnesses, ruling, judging. Uh, but then the permanence of it, uh, in case you have regrets that you didn't get in on this redemption, this purchase, uh, look at the, the permanence of it. Look at verse 7. Now, this was the manner in former times in Israel concerning redeeming and concerning uh, changing, for to confirm all things, a man, look at it, plucked off his shoe. Uh, basically it's saying transactions took place this way, you'd make a deal, uh, and then here, yeah, I'll I'll give you the money, and here's my shoe also. And uh, uh, it's kind of some Bible customs that are just a little, what in the world is that talking about? Uh, Where uh, she said, spread your skirt over me, where she laid down at his feet, and uh, where now uh, that nearer kinsman, look at it, uh, a man plucked off his shoe, gave it to his neighbor, and this was a testimony in Israel, look at it, Therefore the kinsman, verse 8, said unto Boaz, buy it for thee. And this is that nearer kinsman saying to Boaz, go ahead, I'm refusing. Buy it for thee. So he drew off his shoe. And it's one of those things, I'm not really sure what's going on here, uh, but it's figurative. It's showing that I'm not going to come marching back to try to regain what I could have gotten. I'm not going to come walking uh, back uh, to to mess up this transaction that's already done. In fact, here's my shoe that I would have marched back in to show you the promise and the permanence where I've forfeited, I've voided my right to being the the nearer kinsman uh, in order for you to purchase, to buy back, to redeem it all. Uh, A couple of Uh, interesting notes, Um, there are those that would say that that nearer kinsman is Satan himself. Satan himself. Uh, And the Bible talks about year of the devil, the father of lies, and uh, children of the devil at enmity with God. And uh, some would say, boy, I was under his wiles, held hostage and enslaved. And then uh, Jesus ransomed me. Jesus redeemed me. Uh, I, I, I think that's an interesting concept. I think that does make for good preaching. Uh, I don't think that, that the nearer kinsman, though, uh, represents Satan. I think that's what Moab does. Moab, my wash pot. Uh, Moab, my septic tank. Uh, I think the king of Moab, hey, that represents uh, that. Uh, and so it's not necessarily the nearer kinsman redeeming her from uh, the nearer kinsman, Satan, uh, as much as uh, I think it's probably more the law. The law. Uh, the law, two people coming to Bethlehem to be redeemed, one trusting the law, one trusting the law, one trusting a person. One relating to the law, relating to the law, uh, the other in a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Boaz, that nearer kinsman, that, that greater than Boaz, the Lord Jesus Christ, the law. Galatians chapter 3 says, But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident, verse 13... Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. But I I think that we're tempted, especially before salvation, to try to embrace the law for our salvation. My good works are a little bit better than my bad works, and if I can just do a little bit better, and a, a, a few more rules, the law, the law, the law, the law, but we have to understand that the law... Uh, only shows us our inadequacy. It does nothing to transform us from them. In fact, Hebrews says, "For the law made nothing perfect. For the law made nothing perfect. Let me rephrase that. For the law made no one perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Boy, it's our kinsman, it's our redeemer uh, that that transforms us and." changes us and uh, and makes us to be more like him Uh, and so i don't know that that nearer kinsman is satan i don't think it is it's probably more the law but but generally it's the world the world that says you're not worth redeeming the world that says there's no value in you the world that says, it's too high a price, that's not worth the price, it's going to mar my inheritance, I'm uh, on the short end of the stick if I, if I pay the price for you, and isn't that how the world is? Where The world promises all these baubles and trinkets and uh, all of this pleasure and all of this, and uh, at the end of the day, the world is going to leave you empty and undone and unfulfilled and unsatisfied, Uh, And the world will walk away saying, you'll mar my inheritance. Hey, I don't want to be affiliated or associated with you. Uh, Look at number three, though. We have uh, the reporting of redemption and then the reluctance uh, to redeem. But then notice the reception in redemption, the reception. Uh, Look at verse number nine. And, of course, that's Boaz, arms wide open, saying, well, I'm so glad that that you didn't because I will. Uh, I'm so glad that you didn't see the value because I do. Look at verse 9. And Boaz said unto the elders unto all the people, your witness is this day that I have bought. I have bought. She's not worth the price. Boaz says, I'll pay the entire price. Uh, she's not worth the money, not worth the value. I don't see value in her. Uh, Boaz says, Boy, I'm willing to pay whatever the price. Look at it that I have bought all that was Elimelech's and all that was Chilean's and all that was Malon's of the hand of Naomi. Moreover, Ruth the Moabitess, the wife of Malon, have I purchased to be my wife to raise up a name of the dead upon his inheritance. She'll mar my inheritance. And he says, no, that's what I'm all about, uh, being affiliated and associated with her, that the name of the dead be not cut off from his, from his brethren from the gate of his place. Ye are witnesses this day. You know, while Jesus would have had every right to say, uh, I don't want to be associated with, with them, uh, I don't want to be uh, affiliated with them, uh, their reputation will drag mine down. Uh, my name will be marred by, by their name and, uh, and that affiliation, that association. No, no, I don't want that. Uh, I sure am glad in Hebrews 2, uh, Jesus said, He's not ashamed to call us brethren. Aren't you glad? Uh, He's not worried about his name, his reputation, his uh, inheritance. Uh, In fact, he puts it all on the line for you. Uh, And where the world, he could have said, they're not worth the price, they're not worth the price, Uh, they're not worth the price. Uh, uh, Jesus said, aren't you glad? i all pay the entire price. You know, he loves you. He's proud of you. He's not ashamed of you? Okay. I I would have you lift your hands, but let's, in your heart. How many in here believe that Jesus loves you? In your heart. Raise your hand. I I would assume it's all of us. All of us. Okay, let me rephrase the question. Uh, How many in here believe that Jesus likes you? You know, a lot of times it's, it's, yeah, I know He loves me, but He doesn't like what I do and the thoughts I have and the situations, the temptations. But I don't know that he really wants to hang out with me, associate with me, affiliate with me. Oh, yes, he loves me. I get that. Uh, because he loves the world. I get that. Uh, but does he like me, love me, want to spend time with me personally? Hey, he loves you. He's proud of you. He's not ashamed of you. And where the world says, uh, no, it's, it's not, not worth, it's not worth that and uh, not worth the price. Uh, Jesus said, I'm willing to pay whatever, whatever the price. Uh, and he wants his inheritance to be coupled, coupled, us coupled with him. Uh, us, our name, uh, and his name. Uh, and we're called Christians, Christians. Uh, I love the high priest of the Old Testament would have, the names of the tribes on his shoulders, the names of the tribes inscribed in the breastplate, that that Urim and the Thummim, the names of the tribes, just like our names are on his heart. Uh, Our names are on his heart. In fact, you want to know how much he likes you? He ever liveth to make intercession for you. Right now, whatever your problem is, whatever your need is, whatever that prayer request is, hey, Jesus Christ right now uh, is praying for you, calling out your name before our holy, heavenly Father. There's some concepts in Ruth that just make me stop and say, Lord, thank you for being my Redeemer. Thank you for being my Savior. Thank you for being my God. You know, there's a couple that are noteworthy that her hap landed upon. It, It just so happened, by chance, and we know there's no coincidence. God was guiding and leading and drawing. And then those handfuls of purpose is one of those sayings where there's a whole lot to chew on there. And then uh, cover me with the skirt, the skirt of your robe, a whole lot to chew on there. But this here, to me, there's a whole lot to chew on here. That that nearer kinsman doesn't really want affiliated, doesn't want uh, associated, doesn't, doesn't want his inheritance to be marred uh, by, by our uh, affiliation. We're not worth that price to him, but I sure am glad we're worth every, every single penny for Scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure, for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. But would you just breathe that in and pray that in? There's someone in here, there's a whole lot of people in here that, that need to hear God loves you, God likes you. God wants to walk with you. He's not ashamed of you. That's the word of God. He's not ashamed to call us brethren. Uh, God's not ashamed to be called our God. Hebrews chapter number 11. Boy, he wants us, us in his family, close at his table, walking and talking with him. Can I give you a few more points and we'll close out today? But all of this chapter uh, shows me a few things about the Redeemer. Number one, the position of the Redeemer, the position. He's a near kinsman, verse 4, a near kinsman. And, of course, uh, taking care of that nearer kinsman, uh, there's none to redeem it beside thee, and, and I'm after thee, that, that position, near. Uh, well, how does that apply to the Lord Jesus Christ being our Redeemer, the position? Uh, look at a couple of verses, Galatians 4. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law. He became us, became like us. He took our place on the cross. Romans 8. For what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh. God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. Hebrews 2. For as much then as the children are partaker of flesh and blood... He also himself likewise took part of the same. 16, for verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Uh, wherefore, in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest, redeemer uh, in all things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. And of course, the word was made flesh. No wonder the Bible in Philippians 2 says, He humbled Himself when He was made in the likeness of man, being found in fashion uh, as a man. But He's willing to be affiliated, associated with us. I guess the question is have you ever come to that time where you said, Boy, spread your skirt over me? I want to be covered by your grace, covered by your love. The position, but now number two, the price, the price of redemption. It's a little expensive. Uh, in fact, that nearer kinsman backed out, but that price. Uh, I have bought all that was Elimelech's, verse 9, and all that was uh, cholians and Malon's, verse number 9, uh, of the hand of Naomi. Hey, the price wasn't cheap. Uh, we'll look at ourselves, and at times we'll say, well, I'm not worth much. I, I really don't have much value. I, I can't imagine anyone paying any price for me but then in Psalms 49, they that trust in their wealth boast themselves in the multitude of the riches. None of them can by any means redeem his brother, talking about money, nor give uh, to their soul as the, uh, uh, God a ransom for him. For the redemption of their soul is precious. You're not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold. Hey, you're of more value than that. But with the precious blood of Jesus Christ, 2 Corinthians, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, yet for your sake became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. The position, the price, the price. Matthew 20, 28, even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom, a payment for many. Put down number three. Things we learn about our Redeemer, his position, what qualifies him, the price that he paid. Number three, the passion, the passion, Verse 10. Moreover, Ruth the Moabitess, the wife of Malon, have I purchased to be my wife. My wife. By that nearer kinsman, it was his lack of love. His lack of love that kept him from redeeming Ruth. But flip that because Boaz, uh, it was because of his deep love that caused him uh, his love for, for Ruth. His love for, for Ruth. By God's deep love for us, Ephesians 1, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, Ephesians 2. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, the passion, his great love, uh, he wants to have that relationship with us, his passion, his love, the position, at the price, the passion, uh, and then the privilege, the privilege uh, of the redeemed. Look at the favor that they gain. Verse 11, and all the people that were in the gate and the elders said, we're witnesses. The Lord make the woman, Ruth, that has come into thine house like Rachel and like Leah. Hold up, wait a second. Stop the press. This Moabite, this Gentile, uh, this one that wasn't even looking to, to, uh, to be redeemed or redeem redemption. redemption. Hey, she was looking for food and now make her like Rachel and like Leah. You can't get any higher. Talk about a patriarch uh, in, in the economy of Israel. Uh, and, and here the favor, the favor, make her uh, like Rachel and Leah, which too did build the house of Israel. Uh, especially when you consider not just a Gentile, but a Moabite, Deuteronomy 23. Uh, a Moabite shall not enter into the congregation of the Lord, uh, even to their 10th generation, but the grace of redemption changes it all. Well, it covers us, covers us, cleanses us, transforms us. Redemption says you belong. You belong. Your family. And you look back at the past blessings that you have. I hope you don't say it's because of my ingenuity, my work, my intelligence. I hope we're quick to identify it's because we have a Redeemer that loves us. Well, the favor, the fame, look at it. Uh, Make her uh, like the house of Rachel and Leah, which stood to build the house of Israel, and do thou worthily in Ephrathah, uh, and be famous, famous in Bethlehem. And so uh, they're praying, pronouncing blessing on her uh, about favor, about fame, Uh, and then about fruitfulness, we're done, 12. Uh, And let thy house be like the house of Faraz, whom Tamar bare unto Judah. By the way, uh, Tamar, it's another person that's kind of outside of the box. Outside of the box, not worthy, doesn't feel like uh, of little value and not worth the price. But bear unto Judah of the seed which the Lord shall give thee of this woman. Uh, We're going to stop here, but I think uh, the takeaway that I want you to take away is God doesn't shun us, shy away from us, passively dismiss us because we make him look bad. Why would he want to be seen with us? He's not ashamed to call us brethren. He's not ashamed to be called our our God. Uh, Forever, permanently, forever, permanently joined to him. The world will beat you down all week. I promise you tomorrow morning, uh, the world, their criticism, their negativity, their their dismissiveness, you're not worth it. You're of little value. Uh, You're not worth the price. But don't forget, Jesus said, you're worth the entire price. Uh, I'm willing to pay whatever the price, and in the sight of God, you're valuable, you're loved, uh, and you're blessed. The only question is, have you come to him for salvation? Have you trusted him to be your redeemer, uh, and have you asked him for your train that fills the temple? (laughs) An infinite, holy, high, uh, eternal God would you cover me with that train? Who you are, not my righteousness. Who you are, not my holiness. Who you are, not the works that I tried to do. Boy, let's lean into the Lord a little bit more because of the passage that we read. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.